0: going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of The Closer. I'm your host, Justin Rayley. This is the episode for December 29th, 2018. Hope you all had a merry, a very Merry Christmas. I'm excited to be back. Uh, we're going to have a great show tonight, run through a couple signings that happened, introduce a couple new segments. Um, we got Will McGinnis back again. Uh, so before we get started, head on over to tailgatesportsentertainment.com. Uh, check out that website. Check out some sports articles over there. Uh, get all your sports information from there. Also, be sure to subscribe to the Closer Podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts, uh, whether it's Apple Podcast, Spotify, Anchor, all that good stuff. Be sure to subscribe, leave us a review, and be sure to follow us on Twitter at Closer Podcast. Thanks again, guys. Let's get started. Guys, again, Will McGinnis is back in the house. Will, what's going on?
1: Justin, I'm chilling, dude. Had a good holiday season. So, ready for some college football? Ready to talk some baseball? Let's do it. Let's do it.
0: Some good college football on tomorrow. First, let's talk a little baseball. So, you want to introduce a new segment to the show? We're going to call it Around the Diamond. Will, why don't you start it off?
1: All right, yeah. So, this segment just, I want to talk about, you know, the, the week in baseball, bring up some interesting topics. So, obviously, you go through Christmas, we had nothing on the Manny Machado and Bryce Harper front. Looks like we're going to wait till the new year to find out where they're landing. Um, but I will say something interesting. You had the Yankees come out and say they still think they're the favorites to land Manny
0: Machado. What do you think about that? I think that is a very interesting topic. I, um, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me, but here's my first question for you. Where are they going to play him? Where would you say they play him?
1: Yeah, I mean, because you got Andrew Har looked very good last year. You're not going to take him out of the lineup.
0: Does that does that um, mean, is it a possibility they trade uh, Gleyber Torres? I mean, they could slide him to second. He played some second. Well, what about Didi? Yeah, Unless maybe
1: someone played. So Andrew Har maybe slides to first. Like, yeah. You're right. They, they could make
0: that work, though. They could make it work. Let's say Andrew Har goes to first. Like, uh, are they really sold on Greg Bird at first? Absolutely not. Yeah, so that, they could make it work. Um, and you also have it's, the DH. It's, it's classic Yankee, very confident. Like, we're the, we're the uh,
1: favorite for that. What was also interesting, too, was that uh, this came from a reporter, um, the North Jersey record, Pete Caldera. But then the Cardinals, there was another reporter for the post-dispatch out there in St. Louis who said that, The Cardinals are not in the market for Bryce Harper, so this is all over the place. Like we didn't hear anything through Christmas, and they're gonna they're gonna sign mega million dollar deals in January. But I I don't like. There's no substantial lead that leads me to think we know where Harper and Machado are going.
0: Well. We'll get to where I think Harper will go later on, but since we're on the Machado topic, I still think. Want to give my prediction is that he's going to go to the White Sox. I think the brother-in-law thing is going to pull him over a little bit more. Um, but I if the Yankees, that. the Yankees, yeah, thing. the Yankees, if they throw around the money, he fits in in New York, if you ask me. Yeah, I mean, money talks, and he—he he seems like he's such
1: a—he seems like a low-key guy on the surface, but. Um, he's he's kind of like superficial like I'm not gonna run out plays like he's not that hard working guy who he, when he came into the league he was like oh Manny machado the fielder, like do you remember that reputation yeah, of yeah he was all but his glove at first, and now he's now he's the
0: big hitter slugger yeah, all right well, that concludes a little quick little around the diamond segment. It'll be different every week as far as the topic we throw out there, but uh this brings us to our first signing um it happened a few days ago. Nelson Cruz signs a one-year deal with the Twins worth $14 million, $12 million club option for 2020. Will, I've got a couple crazy stats to give you, but I want to get your opinion on this deal first. I honestly didn't have much of an opinion.
1: Nelson Cruz, every year, like you, you expect him to fall off. Like, I remember he was in Baltimore, and... Um, he sort of... he would, Actually, he was... Before Baltimore, the tech, the, um, the Texas Rangers, he w- wasn't, like, that great. And then he just had one breakout year. And he, he started... From there, he just started piecing together really good seasons where he'd hit... He'd be a threat for 40, 50 home runs. Like, he would always hit 30. But he'd be a threat for 40 or 50, really, like a premier power hitter in the league. But every year, you're like, oh, well, he's 36, he's 37. <laughs> when's this guy gonna slow down? Right. Um, especially considering the fact that he was never, like, always a premier power threat. He was a good hitter, but he sort of just um, had a mid-career breakout. So, I mean, I'm eventually thinking, like, he's going to fall off a little bit. The Twins is kind of a pitcher-friendly park. He's got not much protection in the lineup. Um, I mean, it's a good move for the Twins. Why not, you know? But I just – I don't see the Twins really being a factor in this division really so it didn't didn't jump out to me as anything crazy
0: okay well i have a couple weird stats for you uh first of all i was also surprised i thought maybe the rays could pull a deal for nelson cruz you know wouldn't be a bad move to head on over to tampa but um one crazy thing nelson cruz is going to be older than his manager (laughs) that's crazy who's the twins manager again oh what's his name i was reading it earlier it was his, um, they, w- the age difference was like, I want to say it was, it might have been a year. No. Okay. No. Yeah, it was just over a year. Rocco Baldelli. Used, uh, to the, uh, used, to, used to play for the, Rays. yeah, he used to play for the Rays. He uh, is 37, and Nelson Cruz, I believe, is 38, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. How about that? Uh No. I mean, marginally, it makes them better. It makes them better. Does it make them contenders? No. Yeah, of course not. But Nelson Cruz has the longest home run ever hit at the Twins field, and that was his triple-decker shot last year. He has hit at least 35 home runs and driven in over 90 runs for five straight years. And since – Since 2014, he leads all MLB hitters with 203 homers. And that is playing in pitcher-friendly Seattle. So he leads Giancarlo Stanton with 188, Edwin Encarnacion with 185, Chris Davis 182, and Mike Trout with 178. Yeah, I mean, his game doesn't require
1: a ton of fielding or, or physical...
0: especially trending more towards a rebuild, so it wasn't worth them throwing the money at him again. Right, right. So, you know, good deal, I guess, for the Twins. Does it really make a difference as far as contending? No. Anyway. So the type of a deal the Twins and, like, a small market team,
1: to your point with the Rays, should make. Because if they they can sign to a short-term deal, there's no real commitment there. If they can work on their prospects, get their prospects ready for the majors but they at least put people on the
0: stands you know he could hit 40 home runs again and then they look like geniuses right yeah yeah absolutely so that moves us on me and uh or er, a few minutes ago before we got on the phone to record jonathan lucroy former catcher for the a's last year signs a one-year deal with the uh angels he had a rough 2018 a uh and remember in 2016 and um Yeah, 2016, he had a really good year with the Brewers and they traded him. And, or, yeah, he had a pretty good year with the Brewers, had a solid year when he was traded to Texas, and he was also traded again to Colorado in 17. But he, um, as far as 2016, 2017 goes, he hit in his 95 games with the Brewers in 2016, he hit 299. In his 47 games with the Rangers in 2016, he hit 276. Um, but here's the highlight. His 46 games in Colorado, the man hit 310. So, I mean, he, he's a, a solid catcher, hits the ball pretty well, plays pretty decent defense, but he had a really rough year last year. But I guess for an Angels team, it's a, a decent quality catcher for a really cheap price. Yeah, could. Again, same, same thing
1: with Cruz. No real risk there. If you don't sort pay him a ton of money, short-term deal, if it works out great you got another bat in that lineup if it doesn't work out like it's not the
0: end of the world yeah yeah absolutely um next deal andrew miller signs a deal with the cardinals cardinals after picking up paul goldschmidt go after andrew miller um if he can get back to the miller he was before last year that's a pretty nasty arm coming out of the cardinals bullpen to go along with their pretty good lineup I love the move, Absolutely love it. And this comes off of what we were
1: just talking about, where we, they're probably out on Harper. And I think that was kind of just like a fan's dream. But, I mean, if they have gotten Harper with Goldschmidt and then you had Andrew Miller talk about a total team makeover, you still got, don't forget, Carpenter in that lineup, too. People forget about. So, this, this is even just adding Miller and Goldschmidt. That's, that's huge. This could be a very good contending team in the NL Central.
0: Cool. Yeah, for sure. I agree 100%. Do we have a potential three-horse race in the Central? Do you see a favorite as of now? Like, as of right now, today, who's your favorite in the NL Central?
1: Um, I mean, I personally do like the Cardinals. Um, but I, we talked about this sort of last week, too. I, I, don't really, I don't believe in the Brewers, so I might be a little biased there. Uh, I don't. I think they're kind of. I don't think. I wouldn't say they're a flash in the pan because they've had two solid years where so they've proved that to us. But I also said last week, I think the Cubs are underperforming, and they have. If Chris Bryant can get to, back to where he is, they still got Yu Darvish, Lester in that rotation, and um, don't count out Theo through this off season. So I, I, I do. I don't really see one team ahead of the other. I think maybe the Cardinals have some proven talent here now, and they've always been you know good. Bull- I like their.
0: Uh, well, they got a new manager now, right? Yeah, their interim manager from last year—they promoted to full-time manager.
1: Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see how that goes. So there's a lot of a lot of factors up in the air. So we gotta we gotta see what's gonna what's gonna happen there. What do you think?
0: I like the move. I love the moves they've made, but I still think. If I had to if I had to pick a favorite, I'm still going to go with the Cubs, like we talked about a little bit earlier. Um, the Brewers still have not made any moves for starting pitching, so they've not done anything. And as of right now, as it stands right now, Gio Gonzalez would be their ace. Yeah. So. I mean, but the only problem with that sort of argument is they
1: they haven't really had much starting pitching the past two years, and they've still. Figured it out that win a lot of games through that bullpen but you're right i mean it's not a sustainable form of success
0: so yeah i guess i'd have to still go with the cubs as my favorite but uh the cardinals and brewers are right there and i would feel confident i wouldn't feel confident saying one of the three honestly exactly I, I, I want to
1: wait right now i would say the cardinals just based on talent but um there's still a lot of
0: stove talk a lot of deals to be made yeah for sure So uh, moves us to our next, well, big major trade happened. Actually, it happened the day after we recorded last week with the Reds and Dodgers making a deal. The Dodgers trade Matt Kemp, Yaziel Puig, Alex Wood, Kyle Farmer, and send $7 million to the Reds for Homer Bailey and prospects Josiah Gray and Jeter Downs. Gray and Downs are solid prospects, nonetheless, but this move comes as a major salary dump for the Dodgers. And as I was talking to you earlier, the, this, in my mind, screams the Dodgers are going to go after Bryce Harper. What do you think? Um,
1: yes. So I think either Harper, if they don't get Harper, they're going to try for A.J. Pollock like, at the least. Um, so it saves them, if you look at it, $17 million off their luxury tax payroll. So it leaves them enough room to get both those guys, but they're still—I still don't think they have enough for Harper. It depends how much Harper is going to ask, but all indications—and rightfully so—he should ask for thirty, forty million a year. So they're still going to probably go over the the luxury tax there, Justin. So we'll see. I—I don't, I don't think they're done making moves. We'll see if they maybe try to move a bullpen arm or one of those pitchers uh, who has a decent amount who still takes up a little bit of that salary cap. So we'll see.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean. I would also I mean the penalty for being above the luxury tax is not a huge yeah. penalty for a big market team I mean you see the Yankees Especially do it the all the time who it, cares yeah, just you just <laughs> yeah you suffer the consequence yeah you you yeah exactly so i uh, I still think I think he's my uh, the Dodgers are my new favorite for Bryce Harper to land but hey Bryce Atlanta's a great place to play and what better place to be than in an outfield with Enduranceiarte and Ronald Acuna Jr., and then you could hop in a lineup with Josh Donaldson, Freddie Freeman. I mean, that's just that's begging to win a World Series. You might as well just come to Atlanta. Yeah, and the, the Braves have money too because they don't have to pay a lot of their guys. Well, that's yet. what I'm saying. They're their highest played players right now, besides Donaldson, Freddie Freeman, and Julio Tehran. So um, I don't see,
1: but that's that's what I was saying. Is that you? You think that you know, right now it looks like Dodgers, maybe Yankees for Machado, or maybe it's still the Phillies. so people think, but there's not much. There hasn't been much actual like tangible rumblings here. So they've
0: I, kept I'm, they've I'm, kept really quiet. Really, I think one of them makes a move and the other one is going to start to like. It might just be a uh, they want to wait. Each have their time. I think one. When one signs, the other will by the next day. I don't know about that quick, but I think one, once, once one signs, the other one's going to... I bet you Machado signs first. I really do think Machado could be a Yankee. I, um, so you think Machado signs first? Yeah, I think Machado signs first. I do too. I would, I would agree I, with that Lance one. Harper's ego is too big to... To sit there and, and share time with Manny They're both also Scott Boris clients, and Scott Boris is an agent that goes after record setting so numbers. That's what I'm saying. He's. Well, he was. I was reading the other day, he was the first agent to get a player a $50 million deal, a $100 million deal. 150, 200, so on. He's trying to make history here and get another 300 million, you know? Yeah. So that's what I think is this is what's going on. Um, But with that being said, you had a topic you wanted to discuss. As we were talking about the Phillies earlier, uh, there was a report that Machado and Harper were not loving the city of brotherly love. But you've got a a starting pitcher in mind that you thought could possibly make a – Make home in Philly. What do you think? Yeah, so I, it's possible they don't
1: get either one of those guys. And for Philly's fans, they are definitely not. There's not they definitely don't want to hear, we struck out on Machado, we struck out on Harper. But here's the reality of the situation. you got some good young talent. Um, you still got a ton of cap space. Albeit these are two of the best guys that are going to hit the open market. But if can get a guy like Dallas Keuchel, that could be a good move too. And apparently they're very interested in Keichel, but they're not budging on the stipulation. They don't want to pay Keichel for five years. And uh, they're unwilling to to go on the fifth year in a potential deal. So they also, if you remember correctly, they also made a move on Corbin, but they were unwilling to go on the sixth year for him too. So they seem to not want to pay. I mean, because let's face it, neither of these guys are, are, you know, Total studs. Like they're, they're very good pitchers in this league. Keiko was a Cy Young once, but do you do you trust them in five six years in a long term deal? By that sixth year, you know Keiko could be. Um, I forget
0: how. Hold on, he, I'll pull it up. To, he's got to be like thirty, right? Oh, we'll pull it up right now. I believe he is thirty one. Off the top of my head, I believe Dallas Keuchel is thirty one. Let's see how close I am to being right. Hold on. I am pulling it up as we speak. Dallas Keuchel is he will uh, he's 30. He will be 31 on January 1st.
1: Okay. So, it, it, I don't know if I would pay him 6 years.
0: Yeah, are you comfortable? Are you comfortable paying him 15 million dollars when he's 36? No, probably not. Exactly. But I will say the guy has had 3 years where
1: he said under a 3 year rate. The problem with with Keiko is that exact thing. You're paying him six years and he's been inconsistent for two out of the last four. So you had there's times where he looks excellent, there's times where he doesn't look very good. But I think that's what killed the Astros is neither him or McCullers nobody but Verlander has been really consistent in their uh, rotation.
0: Well, yeah, Keiko had a really bad year last year and it was because I was actually watching this on M L B network as well as we were talking, um, his fastball, his majority fastball location went from the, like you know the, when they showed the K zone with like the three squares in each, like low, middle, high squares. His, instead of being in the lower third, had elevated to the middle third. But away, but it's still, it's still belt high. You're going to get hit in the big leagues if you're throwing the ball right there. His ERA rose to a 3-7 last year from a 2-9 in 2017. So I I can't – he's a great – I think he's going to have a good year this year. I think he's a great pitcher. I just don't want to be paying him $15 million when he's 36 years old. So do you think that the, the Phillies are wrong to
1: pull up on Harper and Machado? Like, Is this the year they they got to make a push for both these guys? Or see, should they be focusing on guys like Dallas Keuchel? Should they be focusing on rounding out the rotation and hope that their prospects can? Well, that's
0: this that's themselves? the problem is they didn't have they don't have a ton of prospects. Let's see. Well, they got. They got well, they're, they're counting on Reese Hoskins. They're counting on J.P. Crawford to take a step finally. Um, they're counting on guys like that. Yeah. Um. You see. Let me pull it up. Actually, as of I wanted to talk about this in a. So, as we go to the top 100 prospects in baseball, the Phillies own number 21 and Sixto Sanchez, and they own – hold on. I'm still – number 50 and Alec Boehm, who they drafted last year. Yeah. Third baseman. Well, they got Nick Nick Williams, too, isn't Uh, he? a Adonis Medina, right-handed pitcher, sixty-four. Um, was that three? They have okay. Yeah, they only have three of the top one hundred prospects. But yeah, Nick Williams is—he's graduated good. from that I, list. It, Williams Hoskins, Hoskins is a good player. Yeah, yeah, um, but they're Franco, not. They're not. Franco, Franco Herrera and McCutcheon are, are
1: solid players. Gene Segura, who they got. Solid player Alfaro. They're see they're looking for Hoskins, Alfaro, and um, J.P. Crawford. They got some nice stuff, but that that's where I'd argue, like it, Dallas Keuchel could is a good move. It's a, it's a you add some depth to that rotation. If you throw in Ndola and Arietta, and then you have. Him, too, and then Pavetta, Val- Velasquez, and Eff- that's a pretty solid rotation. Oh, yeah.
0: Well, their problem I last... Think, I think they could push
1: to be a playoff team. They got a decent rota- uh, bullpen, too. The problem is that that, that lineup needs to be made. It needs a, a stud in the middle of it. Because then all of a sudden, Hoskins and Williams and Herrera and Gene Segura look better around a, a Bryce Harper or a, a Machado. I think they are, honestly, missing out. If they don't take this opportunity, these are the best two guys on the open market for the next probably five
0: years. Well, here's my i I think that their biggest problem last year was defense. They've 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 helped with that by getting Andrew McCutcheon, by getting Gene Segura. They can now put uh, Reese Hoskins back where he belongs at first base. He's a big power bat, but he's still young. So I mean, I think their biggest uh, yes is it. Is their home run, go get Harper or Machado? Yes. Is their offseason a complete failure if they don't get those no, two guys? Not no, not at yeah. all. is a great move. I love it. Um, and, McCutcheon's and, like, not a bad, a bad deal. Bad move either, but they're the right move by saying we don't want you for five or six years. Yes, absolutely. If, we get, if we can get you for three to four, great deal. We'll add you to Nola, we'll add you to
1: Arrieta, round out that rotation, start to build up some of our auxiliary bats and build a nice little lineup here, but no, if they can get Harper or Machado, and those, those reports might say they're not comfortable in Philly, but you got to try everything. You got to exhaust any option. He's forty million, but he's like forty million a year. But Bryce Harper and
0: Machado too could be worth that much money. I'm not counting out. Right, here's my whole thing with this offseason. I am not listening to a single thing from any reporter until it has been confirmed by a team, yeah, no. because there's so much crap in the air. Uh, I'm not counting out Philly on either of those guys at all, at all. I'm just saying, like you were saying, the Keikel if they can get him for three to four years, great deal. If they don't get anybody, Five they've they have still guys. improved this offseason. Five to six, they could be
1: getting themselves into a, an iffy deal. You know, That's the problem. Like We gave money to David Price, but his contract was up this year, so we could decide if we wanted to keep him, and then obviously he performed finally in the playoffs. So.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right. Now transitioning to our last and final segment of the night. We're going to call this High Heat. We started this last week with a couple of questions. Rapid fire. Give us some quick answers. Not a long expand, maybe a 30-minute explanation. or Not 30 minute A 30-second explanation on it. So, again, this is called High Heat. Will, hit me with your first question.
1: All right. So we've heard a lot of rumors about this in your heart of hearts. What team is Corey Kluber on next year?
0: My heart... Okay, I like that. So, what team is Corey Kluber on next year? Um, I'm going to say... You've hit, you hit this a bunch. You've said, like, I wish the Braves could trade for him. And I was like, nah, he's staying. I love the Braves. I want him to be on the Braves. But as of right now, on opening day, Corey Kluber will still be a Cleveland Indian. Okay, that's interesting because we, we hear a bunch
1: of... We're hearing these rumors about him going to the Padres and... I personally don't think the Padres would part. They're trying to get with the Padres because the Padres have the top farm system and they're trying to get them to. They're going to try to pluck a bunch of their
0: prospects, but I don't think it's going to happen. I think he'll be moved at the trade deadline next year. Could be. Could be. So, okay, my first. Right now, who has been the best offseason or what has been the best offseason move so far? It could be anything a signing, a trade, anything. Um,
1: Paul Goldschmidt to the. St. Louis Cardinals, we talked about this earlier in the show, by far changes the team much more. That's a top 10 bat in the league. Uh, Right now I don't think it's close because we haven't obviously heard anything, seen anything for Harper Machado. So um, I think Goldschmidt solidifies that lineup a little bit, really puts them in the thick of the NL Central. Yeah,
0: I agree with you there. Uh, My other possibility, but it's not even a close, like it's a second, but it's not a close second, would have been the Phillies getting Gene Segura. Yeah, um it's a good good move, but not, not a great move. Not not a met deal. Not a Gulch yeah. Alright, give me your next. Um, okay.
1: So I'm gonna hit you with a long question. This is more like overall like debate type. We could talk with this for a while, but give me a quick answer. Mike Trout continues to be legendary every year, like M V P level every year, like Le- almost LeBron level. In basketball, he is in baseball. Is he in your top ten all-time
0: baseball players? Mike Trout. If he retired, if he retired today, uh, like as if if he retired today or when he retires? Uh, both. If he retired today, I think he would be very close, maybe ten or eleven. If he does, when he retires, yes, he will be in the top ten as greatest players of all time. Does he have to win to do that? Or no. So. If he never wins the World Series, I'll still have him in the top 10 But by the time he's at his career is over. He just puts up ridiculous numbers every single year. What
1: about, so do you have Ted Williams up there too as one of the best hitters ever even though he never
0: won anything? Yes.
1: Okay, I, I agree. I just wonder. Yep,
0: yeah. Okay, this piggybacks off my last question. What so far has been the biggest offseason disappointment? It could be... Uh, a non-trade, a non-sign, someone making a move that you don't like—anything. Um.
1: So I think if the Phillies don't get any of those people, it could be a disappointment. If they don't even—even even if they get Keuchel, like it's—it's it's not disappointment. It's still a savvy move. I think they could be the biggest disappointment. So if they don't—if they don't get either of those guys or uh, solidify, it, make some more moves, they're not m- making the next step of their development. But as of right now, um, I'm going to go with um, Matt's team. So Matt was talking about the Rays as a breakout team next year. If you're missing out on moves like a Gene Segura or, you know, just like a small move. A Nelson Cruz. To um, yeah, Nelson Cruz. Uh, you're not going to compete. I think they're, they're going to fall to the bottom of that division. Not as bad as the Orioles, but... They're not going to be even close. I think it's going to be a two-horse race next year, Red Sox and the Yankees again.
0: Yeah. Um, All right, cool. Give me your next one.
1: So you have um, – so for next year, uh, give me a Dark Horse Cy Young.
0: Dark Horse Cy Young. Um, Trevor Bauer. Trevor Bauer, okay, I like it. He had a great year this gone, year. I would have gone Aaron Nola. Yeah. But. but he was in the conversation this year, so I was kinda st- trying to stay away from that. That's fair. But uh yeah, Trevor Bauer had a really good year last year. I think he follows that up with another really good, good year this year and is in the conversation. He's got good, good, good stuff, man. Alright, so my last question for you. What it, between you've got you're starting a brand new team. You've got to pick between Juan Soto. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and Ronald Acuna Jr. Who is going to be your centerpiece?
1: We did this last week. I would take uh, Vlad.
0: I'm taking Acuna.
1: He hasn't proved anything yet. Like it's just what I'm watching in the minors, and just his pedigree where he come where he comes from. Sorry, up it.
0: I'm excited to see him play this year.
1: I'm I'm really excited, and that that goes to what I was talking about earlier. I think that the Toronto Blue Jays. Our third place and actually push the Yankees a little bit, depending on who the Yankees get.
0: Do you think Strowman has a bounce back here?
1: Um, yeah, I think he could very easily. All right, cool. And have a decent. I, I think they're the third best team in the division. And I think they could be good if, depending on how Vlad does.
0: Yeah. All right. Do you have one more? Or is that was was that it? No, that was it. All right, man. Well, pretty good episode today. Hopefully, we will see you again next week. Not sure what we'll have. Maybe we'll have some big news to talk about by then. Appreciate you coming on, man. I think it, I think it's starting to be that point. Depending on when we we talk, we could we could hear some big uh, big signing news. So yeah, we'll see. for sure. Looking forward to it, man. We'll see you next week. All right, see you, Justin. So once again, thank you to Will McGinnis for joining us on the closer. Looking forward to you guys next week. Hopefully, we will have a big story to break, whether it be a Bryce Harper. I'm Manny Machado. Of course, we say this every week. Hopefully, it'll happen next week. Who knows? Um, Again, thank you guys for tuning in. Be sure to check out tailgatesportsentertainment.com. Check out The Closer wherever you listen to podcasts. Please subscribe. Favorite it. Give us a good review. Please share it to your friends. Put it everywhere you know. Please help us grow. Uh, Thank you guys again for tuning in. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at The Closer Podcast. Follow me on Twitter at Justin Rayleigh underscore 15. And once again, this has been the closer. We hope you have a very happy new year and spend some time with your family. We'll see you next week.